Welcome to the Parental Guidance Podcast. In this episode, we are reviewing the new Netflix series, The Healing Powers of Dude. 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 Do you remember uh, those, like, just commercials where all it was was dude? Uh-huh. Dude. Yeah, the different ways that they would say it. Yeah, what was you that can, for? What product I don't was even that remember. For? But I, I just remember you can say dude in, like, so many different ways. Yeah, and then it also makes you think of dude, where's my car, which was not really all that funny, except for the tattoo scene. Except for the but tattoo uh, scene, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so this series is about a student, Noah Ferris, who's uh, 11 or 12 years old, just going into sixth grade. He's yeah. going transitioning from being at home, homeschooling, to actually going to middle school, which I think is a horrible transition. That sounds right. awful. What's the worst time we could transition somebody? Uh, sixth grade, let's do yeah. it. And also, he has social anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So this series is about him being able to cope and actually go to middle school and go to class and be a regular middle school student. And at the start, he's really struggling until he gets this uh, emotional support dog, dude. Yeah, which he didn't really even want initially. You know, and I saw one reviewer on IMDb was talking about how emotional support animals don't leave the home. And I'm thinking, you hear about emotional support animals all the time on planes and stuff. I'm like, so they do leave the home. I don't know how much you can take them around. I know they're not trained like a service dog, mm-hmm. um, which is a complaint that I've seen. I think the thing to remember with this show. It's geared towards kids. It's not geared towards adults. And I do wonder, that was my big thing, is I wasn't sure, as somebody who doesn't struggle with anxiety, I don't know what it's like to have an anxiety attack or a panic attack or anything like that. I don't know what the sensations or the feelings or, you know, feeling like you're sinking into the ground. At one point, you know, he's sinking into the floor because he's panicking or all these people are coming over to pet the dog and in his head they look like zombies you know which i'm sure that's not what's actually happening for people going through an actual anxiety attack i don't know if it's just more of an attempt to make it sort of have some fun with the fact that people would be panicking you know somebody with social anxiety would be kind of stressed and potentially panicking at a moment like that all these people are coming over and all this attention is suddenly focused Mm -hmm. on them um, you know, so I, I think it's one of those shows where I think for people who are familiar with it, they're either going to love it or hate it. Yeah, I get that too. And I mean, remember, as you said, this is just television and it mm-hmm. is a comedy. And so there is going to be, I mean, come on, television always gets stuff wrong, right? always gets things wrong. And sometimes I think that in this show, I think the creators... Obviously, they wanted something with social anxiety disorder. They wanted to actually, like, have that said a lot where you get kids understanding what, you know, that that is something that people struggle with. And the symptoms that you can see are, you know, or at least the the results are that someone won't want to go to school or they'll run home or they'll freeze up and they can't talk to someone or they just they're awkward at times or it looks like they they're just not caring about other people. And so those are all results that you see in the show. Now, as you said, the hallucinations mm-hmm. or daydream or whatever you want to put it, those are what people are being combative about. However, some of the like reviewers I've seen who are saying that the negative stuff, they're saying that they feel 
when they they feel like they get like blurry vision or headaches or they feel claustrophobic or they feel stuck or they feel like their flight or fight mode is engaged, you know, mm-hmm. their heart's racing. Well, I mean, if you have zombies or if you're sinking, <laughs> you know, or if you uh or if you feel like you're, artistic, you're turning artistic representation. Or, yeah, right? or if you're turned into a sweat bubble, you know, like those are all things that would either feel like everyone's looking at you or feel like you can't move. Mm-hmm. Or feel like you need to run away. Yeah. And I, I know it's not accurate an accurate depiction of how everyone with uh, SAD feels and acts and reacts. However, it could be a nice introduction for kids to understand, like, why his heart would be racing. You mm-hmm. know, and like, oh my gosh, like, I thought everyone coming up to pet a, pet a dog is a nice thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I now see why it could be kind of freaky. And then you can open up a conversation with your kids about, hey, it's it doesn't have to be about zombies, but they do feel panicked at times, yeah. you know, or they are nervous. A, I think it's more kind of pointing to the situations where somebody that has social anxiety would start to feel the the effects of it, you know, whether it's a new situation, like you said, going to school, all that kind of. And I think that's the important part. And people need to stop worrying about the fact that I don't think that anybody – with social anxiety is seeing zombies or <laughs> or actually turning, you know, actually imagining themselves turning into a sweat bubble that bursts on the, the chair and all over the floor. I don't think somebody's actually thinking that. I understand what it is. It's a metaphor. It's called a metaphor. It's a storytelling device used for ages to tell a story, to help people connect and associate and maybe understand and sympathize. So overall, though, I gave it three and a half scoops for kids. I think entertaining enough for kids. Uh, there's, you know, enough humor that they might enjoy. Uh, I gave it three scoops for the parents. I think it w- actually would have worked better if they didn't have the dog w- give the dog a voice. Gosh, was, that was the worst part for me. Yeah. I was, like Steve on. Yeah. But I didn't like that they gave the dog a no, voice. The, the animals didn't need voices. It would have been better if it was focused on the people and not giving the dog a voice because that's just that's a low-hanging fruit attempt to try and make it it funny and it funny or cute and it didn't hit yeah Yeah, i think that honestly my least favorite part of the show was that the dogs Mm -hmm. did have voices yep i didn't think they added i didn't think they added anything to the plot Mm -mm. i get it the dog's a bit of a screw up and he has to figure it out but what's the show about the dog or the kid yeah the show's about the kid yeah i know it has the the name of dude you know Mm -hmm. that's the dog's name but the show's about the kid and his friends and i think if they would have just stuck with that i think it would have been much better and you could if you wanted to you still could do like weird screw up backstory of the dog without any voices because you could show all the same scenes that the dog did but without any voices and i think it would have been a lot better yeah it definitely it was just uh you know just an uh like I said, low-hanging fruit on how to draw in, oh, look, there's a talking dog. Kids are going to be like, oh, cool, a talking dog. Oh, cute, a talking dog. And it just, it, like you said, not necessary for the story at all. In fact, actually ruins the story to a certain degree because it's supposed to be about this kid and his interaction with his family and his friends. And Plus, I thought the voice acting for the dogs was bad. Yeah. I didn't like them. No, it wasn't good. I didn't think they were actually like that emotional or anything. I thought it was just mm-hmm. poor voice acting like, oh, yeah. hey. 
blah, 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 blah. And well, it was wasn't it. anything unique either. Oh, the dog likes food. Oh, the dog likes food. Oh, by the way, did you know that the dog likes food? Yeah. And treats? Yeah. I'm not sure if you knew this, Jeremy. Dogs like food. Oh, the dog likes yeah. food? Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. In it, three it episodes, just, there were like three or four, gosh, you yeah. know, licking yourself jokes too. So it's just like, nah, this was. Yeah. I thought, I thought the dog, the dogs having voices was the worst part of it. I thought the parents were a highlight. The parents of the show crack me up. I like his little sister. And Ambry. yeah, his little sister is, <laughs> his little sister's funny. And as, as many shows have, you have this younger sister who's only like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine or whatever. Yeah. But she's like super smart, you know, and intelligent and very, crafty, very, very, very articulate, very ambitious, very articulate and <laughs> ambitious, which those characters are always funny when you have the little sister who's also like, she feels like she's an eighth grader or freshman, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was good. I thought that his friend group is, uh, is fun. Obviously they're kid actors. It's not going to be the best acting yes. at all times, but hopefully with a lot of kid actors, you hope that if the story progresses, they can improve on their acting, or at least you can ignore that and enjoy it. I thought he, I thought the main character, I thought he did job, a great job. Yeah, his job is to play, you know, a stressed out, panicked, you know, his Jace Chapman is his name. And I thought he did a decent job, you know, portraying just kind of those looks of panic and, um, just the the overwhelmed moments he i thought he did he's a kid you know he's learning i i don't know i think too many people he's not on an hbo show so it's not going to be crazy phenomenal but i thought he was good i thought his he didn't take it away from me uh but i thought some of the other kid actors i thought they were just i was i was wanting more from them but again, that's kid actors, yeah, and it's okay. I don't really. So when I see a bunch of kids, I'm like, okay. I generally have a. F- I, I go in with a low bar, low expectation of what, yeah. What's so to that's happen. what I was saying. It's not going to be a crazy <laughs> like. You're not gonna. They're not gonna drop your floor with. I mean, drop your jaw to the floor with how amazing they are at acting. No, but no awards will be. They're also with this not. Show. They're also not going to just be so bad or so monotone that it just takes you out. No, so yeah, it's like not, Jason said, it's not bad. I acting. kind of had it as a middling show for me, like kind of a three. It was good. I'd, you know, if kids were watching it, I'd watch it. If not, I probably wouldn't. But for kids, I had it as like a three and a half because I thought it was funny at parts. I just think they just need to eliminate the talking from dude, which yeah. I don't think kids will find really funny either. Yeah. But here and there, maybe they, they might. do. There's you know? a few lines that kind of get a little bit of a chuckle, but yeah. for the most part, it just kind of was, a, it was a bad marketing idea, bad writing idea <laughs> to put it in. Like I said, it just would have been better. Uh, Embry was certainly much funnier than the dog. Oh yeah. I mean, this super social media driven, you know, youngster, she's the very, yeah, I mean, she she was, you know, one line. Of one. Why do the men in our family have to be so coddled? Yeah. I mean, it, it's or the parents. <laughs> parents are great. Yeah, or the over dramatic, crazy principal with his rivalry against dogs because he's a cat guy. Uh-huh. That could have also you could still could have had a rivalry between him and the dog without the dog talking. It would have been better. Yeah, just a, a grown man. Just an angry grown right. man arguing with a dog. Yeah, so, that would have been way yeah, funnier. No. It, it's a kids show. You won't watch it unless your kids are watching it. And if you have a kid with social anxiety, you're probably more in tune as to what the symptoms are and, and how that manifests. So you would have to decide for yourselves whether you think it's a, a fair representation, taking into account 
the realities of metaphor, which are being used here. It's not supposed to be yeah. a fully accurate depiction of the symptoms, but yeah. Or this could help your kids be able to understand others mm-hmm. a bit more. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It's always good when being we, able to- even if we don't understand completely or empathize completely with people it's always good when we try to understand others well and to understand situations where somebody with social anxiety would begin to feel the effects of it to feel overwhelmed to feel the the heart racing you know the the sweat you know he the kid at one point talks about um they turn the ac off it's hot in here you know just with all these the physical symptoms would would creep up and if you're have a kid that's friends with somebody that you know this kid has social anxiety to help them understand these are situations where this is going to potentially you know pop up Mm -hmm. to be aware yeah okay yeah that's that's the show the show is the healing powers of dude it's available on netflix there's Mm -hmm. eight episodes you can stream about a half hour 20 minutes each you know pretty standard you know comedy show Mm -hmm. and that's it Yeah, I have nothing else for it. Okay. As always, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. We got your back. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can hit us up on Twitter at the underscore PG pod. It's our new Twitter account. On Instagram at Parental Guidance Podcast. All together, lowercase, no spaces or anything like that. Or you can email us at pgpconnection at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and to many more episodes. Remember, we got your back. The Parental Guidance Podcast is a creation of Silver Badger Productions. If you would like more information, go to www.silverbadgerproductions.com or on Twitter at Silver Badger Pro.